This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parking or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com It's Swindon Town. Joe, huge news. What is it? In sync are back. Oh my god, this is this is big news. Yep. Way to way to start with the lead, definitely. That's good news sense. Yep, 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 yep. It's it's the biggest news of the week by far. Insinker back in the studio. Yes. Joe, 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 how are you? Doing well, Rich. How are you? Yeah, okay. It's been a long week, hasn't it? It's been it's been a week of a lot of noise and I, I can't complain about that noise because, you know, we, we fuel some of that fire, I think, from time to time, not exclusively. It's it's gonna be an interesting few days ahead, but a nice distraction. Some three PM Saturday football. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I mean fa- thankfully the football's absolutely brilliant at the moment and it slightly takes the tinge off uh, ev- practically everything else, but uh, yeah, it's 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 been good fun watching Swindon. Hopefully that continues tomorrow. Mm, yeah, certainly hope so. The big news that was confirmed this week was the exit of CEO Rob Angus. Not a huge surprise, but big news nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, there were the big rumours at the end of last week, weren't there, that this was happening? And uh, I don't think it took anyone by two surprises, neither did his successor. It also kept up the nice tradition of uh, big news dropping on the adverse sports reporters day off because I I took Tuesday off in lieu. Uh, and uh, so I technically missed this story, but I got the, the day after. But it was, it was it was a bit sad to see Rob leave because you know, he is 
as was frequently stated in in his defense but of course he was he was the big swindon fan on that board and it was it was a good influence to have there if if nothing else mm, well this i promise you i have to mention it the fact that you've just joined the advert and news is happening whoa you're away is pure Johnny Leefield. Well done. He was always on holiday when something happened. Yeah, to be fair, Johnny Leefield was always on holiday full stop. <laughs> the music's happening was was kind of not a coincidence, but this time, you know, I was I was only off the one day and that was the day it happened. So uh I, I think we'll have we'll well we will put it con- as continuing the curse, but um there is there is somewhat of an asterisk with with Leefield's news missing abilities. Indeed. Okay. Well, the reason why I lead with that is because it was a question asked by Andrew Hawes during the presser and the impact that Rob Angus's exit might have had on Michael Flynn, but not a huge amount said there, was there? Yeah, Andrew and I kind of discussed this beforehand as, you know, probably should ask it territory, but uh, you kind of know it's going to, the answer is going to be basically no. Um, you know, you, you said a couple of nice things about Rob Angus and that they'd exchanged um, messages and wished each other the best for the future. Of course, Rob Angus, as we record this, has actually only just left the building, technically. But um, yeah, but he, he said that he's, he's obviously worked with Anthony Hall for a little while and he sees him as being you know, a, a good, um, as a good person to work with. So uh, I don't, he certainly wasn't letting on. He believed it would make any real difference. And I think probably from his perspective, it isn't going to. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, well, good luck to Rob Angus. But we move forward to the weekend. Now, the last episode we did was, of course, a third instalment of Off the Field Matters. Uh, There will be a fourth when the minutes to the uh, advisory board are released. And we await to see what the answers to the trust are. We don't normally cover the advisory board minutes, but they have those answers for the trust. So I'll be looking forward to that. And there were a few questions from the last episode, which we want to cover too, because a few criticisms, a few uh, areas that they want us to discuss. So I'm more than happy to do that. But that's for another day, because we're going to talk about football and Walsall at home. It's, It's funny, we've heard a lot from Walsall fans over the summer because town recruited Michael Flynn who didn't have a good time at the Bescott or the Poundland Bescott Stadium Uh, Matt Sadler replaced him eventually this season and they've had a good start to the campaign they currently sit in ninth which is not bad at all having won three drawn two and lost two scoring 11 and conceding 11 more recently though Because, you know, given our form, that's nothing. But their form has improved. They are unbeaten in the last four games and they have won their last two at home to Colchester 1-0 and an impressive 2-1 away win at Salford City. It's a team that Michael Flynn will know pretty well, but they've had plenty of ins and outs. There was quite a cull over the summer with a fair few going, including one Liam Kinsella to Swindon Town. They've brought in that uh, that lad from, from Newport who was on, on the assumption list, wasn't he, Joe? I can never... It's Priestley, and I can never remember how to pronounce that surname. Uh, Farkerson, I Farkerson. There we go. We'll go with it. Priestley Farkerson. Uh, Chris Hussey, ex-Swindon, he signed and then swiftly retired. Uh, They brought in Douglas James Taylor from Stoke. Danny Johnson was the big signing from Mansfield. 
uh, Ryan Sturk from Birmingham, Harry Williams from Old Church. That's uh, Jacob Wakens' old club, isn't it? And Jackson Smith from Wolves and uh, Aramide Ote from Crawley, along with a few loans, loan players too. Let's go back to Liam Kinsella and injuries because he was injured last week. He'll be champing at the proverbial in order to play against the team he played for for quite some time. He was kind of the Ellis Iandolo, I suppose. <laughs> What's the situation with Kinsella and injuries elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the Walsall's prodigal son in Liam Kinsella. Um, I think possibly a little bit more affection than Ellis Iandolo had, uh, having come through the academy there and played 212 times for them. Um, it... Uh, obviously, I think Flynn's very much settled into that. I'm not actually going to tell you who's fit uh, rhythm right now, but um, from what he said, based on comparing that to the, the biscuit crumbs that were left in the previous week about Kinsella, I would expect him to be involved and in, on the bench. Um, he was he was mentioned twice as eligible for selection, and then the first time that was quickly corrected to um, we'll make a late decision on him, but the second time it wasn't. I'm expecting Liam Kinsella to be available. Tom Clayton, Reese Devine, obviously the only the two injuries and it has remained so. So it should be back up to pretty much the full complement as a side who can. It'd be interesting to see how much involvement he gets, having obviously been through quite a lot and, and a range of emotions in the last week in Morocco. Um, but he should be back and available as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the awful events are in Morocco and then qualification to the Africa Cup of Nations and then and I think there was four weeks was quoted for Tom Clayton's return wasn't it yeah it was four weeks it was five weeks last week so that is going in the right direction that's good he's remembering what he said the week before so that 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 says to me accuracy <laughs> he's, he's listening it back to it back he's making sure he's not getting any factual errors obviously Reese Devine's still on the very long term although I did actually see him today uh, at Bellersburg he was he was walking just about under his own steam he seemed uh, finally, he was with an individual trainer, so um, obviously he's still very much in the long term. But um, he, Flynn does seem to still have Clayton on his mind, possibly because, as we'll get to, centre-backs is still proving elusive in terms of external additions. But uh, he's getting ever closer week by week, though. Yeah, yeah fingers crossed um, that continues to go well for us. Jake Kane played last week. He did all right. Uh, he scored a lovely goal and the rest of the performance was fine but I don't think quite enough to worry or trouble Saidu Khan if he's if he's ready to whirl what what did you think of Jake Kane's performance I was pleased for Jake Kane I think he's one of those players you kind of want to do well because he, you know, he didn't settle too quickly last season scored a couple nice goals uh, at the end of the season into pre-season I think he did well um, I think the thing that's going to keep him out more than necessary his own performance was was that we did clearly look like we missed Khan because uh, Kane essentially played in McEachern's role and McEachern had to move backwards and um, the bigger issue was that McEachern is not as good as the holder uh, he left space a couple of times for Sutton to play in and that caused a bit of danger so I think you know, as well as Kane did he can probably play as well as he likes he's probably gonna he's gonna come out because Khan is the only natural more defensive player in that position yeah but I thought McEachern was pretty good against Sutton generally yeah, I was I, again. I, I put this in the player ratings as well. I think McEachern played well, but um, neither him nor Kane are a holding midfielder, and they were asking McEachern to do that more. And that's just not his game. He's not going to be that sort of defensive screen. He's an excellent playmaker, 
He'll can set the tempo from deep, but he's just not going to be as positionally disciplined to do that as Saidu Khan will be. So he played well, but that's just not him. Well, Walsall, as I said there, beat uh, Salford the week before. They play a similar uh, formation to Swindon. Um, they play with Owen Evans in goal, Priestley Farkerson, Denervan Daniels, who uh, got some praise from Michael Flynn and the lonely David Akagbu. Uh, then you've got on the wings, Joe Folks and Taylor Allen in the middle, uh, McEntee, Sturk and Isaac Hutchinson, Freddie Draper and Jamil Matt up top. Good win for them, but they did make substitutions at halftime. I don't know if that was in force or not. They were 1-0 down at halftime, their big signing that they went all in on Danny Johnson was an unused sub. So a good start. Well, a good few weeks for Walsall, but I kind of expect a couple of changes from their lineup. Yeah, certainly if they vastly improved after half time, it's been a solid, if not necessarily spectacular start for Max Adler. But he's had two good wins recently. They're, they're they're trending upwards, and I think if they are, if they did get a bit more performance, it's interesting to see that. Uh, Michael Flynn remains kind of the only guy that can get something out of Danny Johnson at the moment. He, it's not necessarily just a Walsall thing if uh, if he's being left out. I look forward to seeing him and Swindon January onwards then. That'll be all right. So, yeah, Michael Flynn, Walsall, Walsall fans between May and August were taking some delight in telling us how bad Swindon were going to be and as the weeks go by, they get more and more quiet. We might hear more from them <laughs> this weekend. Or it's a great opportunity for those Swindon fans who love to go on social media and give the big guns uh, to the opposition. Who knows? We'll soon find out. But the question posed during the presser was on Flynn's emotions on facing his former club. Yeah, I believe the direct quote was no emotion, he said, on coming back to face Walsall. He was um, still very positive about a lot of the people at the club. Um, he's there, there were a couple of references whose names have now escaped me. Uh, those people did not include Matt Sadler. We'll get to that. Um, of, of people who were at the club who he thinks are good football people and are good to work with. Um, I think he still very much puts that down to the free... Um, the three major injuries that they had that largely scuppered that good early season form. It was very clear that Walsall were taking a bit of Dwight and Swindon's situation over the summer, but I, I don't think Michael Flynn thinks about it the same way. I think he thinks about it as something that um, went wrong for him and he's probably seems to have learned from, but it's not necessarily, he doesn't necessarily hold any major grudge against Walsall as a club, I don't think. He cited that those three, was it ACL injuries, not constantly during the presser, but he, he referenced it a couple of times, didn't he? Yeah, I think, I think he's mentioned it before and he certainly brought it up today that he, he, he referred to it as unprecedented free uh, ACLs or metatarsals or something like that. One of the more serious footballing injuries that got into them and obviously the recall of Danny Johnson didn't help as well. So I think he certainly feel, probably feels about it as a, as a disappointment, as as a situation that was going well and then was kind of ripped from, and they, I think he, a, a reasonable quip was, you know, it, it was going, you know, it's not like we were losing games; we just kept drawing too many um, down that back end that eventually led to him being relieved late in April um, of last season. So yeah, I, I don't think there's there's the same kind of animosity. We'll see because he's he's fairly passionate on the touchline. We'll see we'll see if he gives it a big one towards the away end at any point, but I, I wouldn't expect to see that. I, I don't think he necessarily feels the same way. Yeah, I 100% think that he will go nowhere near the away end to uh, to do some fist pumping. I sort of wish he would, though. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be more fun if he did. Um, yeah. I, th- I think they're... I mean, you hope maybe they're more... Um, 
they had their sights more set on giving Liam Kinsella a nice reaction because I was speaking to uh, Sadler Seb, who I've, um, has been helping me at, at certain points of ball saw stuff, and I've helped him as well with some with some quotes today. And he was, he was saying he was hoping that they give a nice reception to Kinsella. So I think the, the hope is that in a more positive reaction the Warsaw attentions will be directed towards him rather than Flynn. Well, if anyone's going to praise Andrew Hawes, it's going to be me, uh, because the line of questioning for this was very much game ahead sort of mode. You know, there, there was not much uh, any other business, which which was which was really nice. So there's plenty here to work with. And we talked about the desire to prove a point and he played that down and also the practical advantages of knowing Warsaw. Yeah, and I think he said, as as you've done, that no, it's not necessarily the same site. There've been plenty of changes to them. Um, there are a couple of people there, but it's it's not the same setup. So I, I don't think he necessarily bought into that either. Although um, I think I think the suggestion of their tactics being reminiscent of Flinian uh, high pressing was also brought up, but I I don't think he necessarily saw that one either. No. Okay. There was a very interesting question during this. Where I mean, correct me if if I got the vibe wrong on this, but the line of questioning from Andrew was kind of like, are teams on to us? What did he say here? Um, well, I mean, if they are on to us, they're not, they're not doing a brilliant job of it. Um, he, I, I think I think it was probably just in terms of stylistically, you know, the way teams are going to try and defend after after the Doncaster result we saw. You know, they managed to get a point through largely defending deep, and Sutton did the same. I think that's probably more Sutton's behalf. They're not a high-pressing side. They weren't ever going to really do that to Swindon. I think Michael Flynn said, you know, teams are going to try and defend us in multiple different ways. That's that's their prerogative. And it's it's about them doing what they can, keeping up the goal-scoring uh, prowess that they've had, as um, as anyone who reads the advertiser will know. It's a, a football league record, um, number of goals Swindon have scored so far this season. Um, you know, he, he he thinks obviously it's not going to necessarily keep up at the same rate, but I, I don't think he ne- again necessarily saw that teams were catching on to Swindon because uh, two games in a row it was a it was a lower block. I think that was it was more a situational thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the question there, as you allude to, the the sustainability of goal scoring so far in the league, we're at two, two, five, six. Zero. How did that happen? And five. I don't. W- I want that sustainability to continue, please. Yeah, I mean, I'd love that sustainability because we break the football league record by about twenty-five goals, I believe, if we keep that up in terms of goals per game average. So, you know, if, if they could do that, it's it's a it would be pretty incredible. Um, no, it it is about them staying on top of what they're doing. There will be more games like the Doncaster one you would expect to come, but. Um, yeah, Michael Flynn, or as as philosophical as ever about it, in terms of thinking, um, they they've got to keep up what they're doing and keep stay sharp and believing in what they're doing. But I don't think anyone could possibly sustain the number of goals that Swindon have scored so far. No, of course they can keep it going. Nothing can go wrong now. I will, if we if we don't finish the month <laughs> on a thirty plus goals, then I want my money back season ticket onto the pitch exactly it'd be a it'd be a burning burning of the club merchandise moment that absolute disgrace flynn out yeah I'll, I'll be in touch with you so you can take a picture of me looking pathetic outside the reception with all my memorabilia yeah we'll, we'll both try and get on angry people looking angry on local news sites we'll, we'll see if we can get on that facebook page it's the role i was born to play baby uh, <laughs> yes indeed okay um 
where where do you see Walsall providing threat here? What what are we? It, it's going to be really hard for fans as the weeks go by to to not go into the county ground and not feel like a Roman emperor proclaiming entertain me. What risk do they pose? I mean, they've they've gone away to a side who are fairly similar to Swindon, like Salford, and some stylistically softer like the side that like to keep the ball and kind of smash and grabbed it because. Um, you know, just looking at the stats now, the match momentum was entirely with Salford pretty much the whole way. Uh, so you know, they're clearly a side that you know, can be clinical when they need to be. Um, they, they've managed to do that so far. They they do have a player in Danny Johnson, if they use him or not, who who is a goal scorer and can use those moments. I think you know, I, I would expect them to sit in and try and, and say, hey, Swindon, come break us down. Because um, you know, looking at that Salford result, that's kind of how they got the three points there. And I, I think that's always very difficult, especially as a League Two side, because you don't have that level of consistency that you might have as a better group of players. I, I think that's that will presumably be Walsall's plan, because I think everyone will be able to see that you can hit Swindon on the counter. You don't have to, you know, really try and go blow for blow necessarily. But I, I think that will be the idea. They they do have the players to do that, as, as they have done it. You know, they've gone and beaten Stockport as well, who. I haven't started the season well, but Ara should be a top side in this league. Um, so I, I think they're going to, the, you know, that kind of, sort of counter-attacking elements, when they're going to be seeing that more and more now they become a increasingly fancied side over these opening weeks of the season. And it'll be it'll be up to Swindon to keep up that, you know, the magic in front of goal that's been there so far. Hi, Rich. Just a reminder to let you know I'm on Points West again tonight, so make sure you tune in. Oh no, here I am holidaying in Europe and I'm going to miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep side town performance on the television. Unless, haha, <laughs> of course, I can use my NordVPN subscription. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month, and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash loafstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the podcast along the way the link is in the podcast episode description box lovely stuff hi ls pod fans it's jr here enthusiastic contributor and former swindon mcdonald's employee farewell outlook village one time i got to serve the then swindon manager roy evans yes i know what you're wondering big mac with medium fries and admittedly why roy may have regretted some choices at sm1 well you can't go wrong with the classics and you can't go wrong with muck delivery where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me your favorites can come to you order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com ball again here and he's breaking forward with confidence he's about 30 yards out he's unselfish he's played to the man on the left hand side it is Barry in fact pull back for Aguiar to shoot that's half blocked Williams is there it's 5-0 as Johnny Williams stabs the ball into the unguarded net okay well let's have a break from the Walsall game and move to 
a topic everybody wants updates on within the squad, that's for sure. And that's transfer talk, free agent transfer talk, Joe. But unfortunate news this week. Yeah, I've got to put it down as bad news bears. Uh, it didn't go it didn't go well, that offer we had that we were waiting for answers on. And we, we heard that on the Friday. We heard that on the Saturday. And, you know, I think people complained there was the same update twice. But that's what that's what we had. Um but it, I mean, there was positive development. It sounded like that that offer was accepted. The medical was booked for Thursday. Uh, they were planning to announce it around midday, and then the player has decided to move in broad, abroad instead. Instead, and that that never happened. So that player, whose name definitely isn't Ryan Edwards, um, is is no longer going to be coming in the door in Swindon. Uh, not back to square one, as uh, Anthony Andrew Horse was uh, very keen to find out. But uh, it's uh, it's certainly a setback for. For a, a transfer that feels like it's taking a while. Mm, yeah, you're tearing up my heart here, Joe. Ryan Edwards is that person that we all know who it is. He's off to play uh, in India, we all suspect. What happened here within the fan base is your classic fan reaction. Don't care. If he doesn't want to play for us, then good riddance. But I suppose the big sort of click of the fingers and I'll curses is that we heard or we first heard about Brian Edwards in July and they must have put in some effort to try and get this uh, player over the line and then maybe with the squad build they might have stalled for a little while to see what else was out there and then they decided to go for it um, and it hasn't happened. So regardless to... I have no idea whether Ryan Edwards would have been a great signing or not. I'm not going to just wave my hands in the in the air flapping saying this is outrageous news but it must be tremendously frustrating because that uh, Alan Nixon uh, report was was late July so to have that happen he was also linked to India during that time too so it must have been quite a tussle I suppose but it, it, it can only be seen as disappointing from the club's perspective yeah I'm, I'm the same I, I probably have seen him play but I don't remember it so I can't comment on if it's a huge loss or not but like Flynn said, he'd, he'd put a lot of work in to try and get the transfer done, as had many at the club. But you know, at, at that last juncture, the 11th hour, the, the ink wasn't quite yet dry. Um, it was 99%, and uh, they didn't get they didn't get it over the line. As you say, I think I think it was like two days after the initial report from Alan Nixon, there was a further link of Ryan Edwards to moving to India. So it's not like this has come out of nowhere, and we've we've been used as we've been used in the last couple of days to make our transfer happen. I think Ryan Edwards' people have probably been thinking about both moves for a while and have eventually opted to go with with the abroad one, which, you know, I mean, as a Swindon fan, I would only ever want to play for Swindon. But I think if you weren't, moving to India would be pretty fun. Yeah, I, he's, he's a good agent. I, I kind of associate moves to that league as not um you know a final payday or anything i don't know what the money situation is like in india maybe it's just a bit of life experience that he's that he's after because usually they're not long term moves so he could be back on clubs radars including swindon from january yeah i mean i think obviously you know if he if he doesn't go out there and acclimatize somehow i think owen coyle's been out there for a while which is who he's supposed to be going to play for um, but you know, I don't know that the money is necessarily that good because it's not exactly high-profile people who are going out to out to India. It's you know your Phil Browns of the world, 
um, who probably just do want, as you say, that bit of life experience. It's a new country, it's a new culture. It'd be quite exciting if you don't necessarily have the route somewhere. Um, he, he could be back in the picture at some point. I I think there's the chance that Michael Flynn is someone that if, if you burn him, he doesn't necessarily want to come back. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, is, it is possible that, that that is still on the cards. I'm, I, I would hope we're not still looking for that defender by January, though. Yeah, yeah, and as you said, it's not a case necessarily a back to the drawing board. It sounds like they've got options, um, and there was a lot of talk here. He, he, without being asked, he went straight back into the height zone and then finished by saying what he needed, and that was a leader. Yes, um, he, he was. He's, as he said, he's not back to square one. They've been speaking with other people, um, seeing what they had. I think. Possibly those moves were being delayed by the Ryan Edwards one because uh, you would imagine he <laughs> the the budget that we don't know the, obviously we don't know the numbers of but it doesn't seem like it's overly vast um, so I, I would imagine that Edwards was probably taking up a lot of it which would mean that they wouldn't make a move on someone else if they were going to bring him in but um, he was he's he's very clear he's not looking for a six foot three six foot four six foot five player necessarily they have to be able to pass. Um, and do all the other stuff that, that this team obviously requires. Um, he he's, he's not even necessarily looking for a defender. What he wants is a leader. Um, he, he he wants someone who can kind of march around. He kind of intimated that that leader could be an 18-year-old left winger, which would be an interesting choice. But, um, it's such nonsense, isn't it? It's such a nonsense. He just doesn't want people to just like, well, that's exactly what we've been asking for. He just wants to. He's just trying. He wants to win. He wants. He wants to win this. Uh, this to and fro. I did this because I wanted to, not because you asked me to. Not because those ruddy fans told me what's what. <laughs> it does. It does feel like it's a competition between him. And himself, yeah, he's he's desperate not to do it. I mean, I get it. I don't want to do what people ask me to do either. But <laughs> no, I think if that's what you're trying to do anyway, it's it's fine to kind of say so. He mar- <laughs> I think he masked it before as, um, you know, I I I don't want to give it away so people have a better bargaining position necessarily. But I I think it's I think they'd be pretty aware of what Swindon are actually looking for if they if they take a quick Google at the squad. Um, I think I think any agent worth too much salt is going to be is going to be on top of the fact that Swindon are looking for a defender. Yes, they are. Squad size was also mentioned. The the, the walking a tightrope in terms of that, and I kind of liked his response because his response was like, "Well, I'm told this every week, but we're still doing all right. So as long as we can get free agents in and they're fit and they're ready to play, then." we can kind of plod on as it is. Yeah, I mean, moving back to Flynn fighting Flynn moment, uh, the person that said that initially was him. Uh, he said a couple of weeks ago that he wanted like 23... I think he might have even said it during pre-season that ideally he wanted a squad of 23, 24 players. He does not have that. So people asking, is the squad size fine? Is obviously going to follow. But, you know, he said, well, it's it's been fine so far during this month where we've not played on, on a, I think we played one Tuesday and it was the Arsenal under-21s match um, so you know he's uh, he's, uh, he's he's I think he clearly knows that he wants a bigger squad and that he needs a bigger squad but uh, he's in the sort of non-committed way that Michael Flynn conducts press conferences uh, he isn't going to say uh, yeah we're still miles short he's uh, he's not Jody Morris uh, complaining to the board 
about what he needs publicly. I think I think he's happy to do that privately. What a tenure that was, by the way. Big fan of it. Had a lot of fun. He was he was doing a bit of a Chelsea Legends last weekend, wasn't he? Was he interesting yeah, for the uh, Did he snap for the... anyone? Uh, I, I I did not watch, but I thought, here we go. I think it was against Bayern Munich uh, in a, the Viale tribute game. But yeah, there he was, Jody Morris. Good for him to get back out there. He needs that. It's not a case of I want you back with him. Um, I, I would I, I expected him to rock up somewhere else at some point. Uh, maybe maybe he'll join John Terry in the Middle East at some point. I, I can't. I don't think we can rule it out. Um, I think was he was thinking of a job in Scotland for a little bit, wasn't he? But mm. Um, I, I, you know, I would have thought you'd want to get back involved fairly quickly after the Swindon debacle. Alert, alert, alert. We're talking about Jody Morris. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we we'd agreed we would never do this again. It was it was not good for either of us at the time. But here we are reminiscing. Yeah, but that was during Total Sport era. I just wanted to sort of see how it felt in the in the Adver era. It didn't feel good. No, it felt out of place. It felt wrong. And we'll move on. We will move on to the Joe zone. Here we go. Yay. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since you yeah. Just go with that. Thank you. Just on the phrase, did you expect that market to become a bit quicker after the window where people would maybe drop demands or become a little bit more desperate for a club? Normally, yes. This year, it, it isn't. You know, people are still still asking for decent money. Um, the longer they leave it. More out of condition, and see, you could do all the running in the world, you know, all the weights, whatever it is. But if you're not replicating match matches, it's going to still going to take you, a, you know, a couple of weeks to get up to speed. So, the longer they leave it, I, I don't know. Listen, I wouldn't put myself in that position if I was a player, and I know sometimes it's not their um, decision. But for the ones that are hanging out and saying, you know, for example, I only want to leave one club, I don't want to go to League Two. Well, if it's no League One club, then you've got to be, you've got to open, broaden your horizons and and swallow a bit of pride and you know go and show that you can do it in League Two and deserve to be in League One. It's it's quite simple, really. But unfortunately, not everybody had that um, way in plan. Back to the place we're already here. How big of a headache has Rashan Hepburn Murphy given you after his performance last week? Big headache. Ready to go. Look excellent last week when he came on. Um, as to the boys who played, like yes, we had a blip after we scored the third in the water break. Uh, with those two goals we conceded. But in terms of the way we're playing, the patterns, uh, the togetherness. All of them, I thought, had a very, very decent game. And I don't care, like I said, I don't care if we win 1 0 or 9 8, I won that three points. I would rather a 1 0 than 9 8, though, just for the record. Yeah, and then um, Matt Sadler, obviously, the manager at Warsaw, was part of the backroom staff whilst you were there. Did you kind of see him as management material whilst you were there, and what have you made of his start? Um, no, I think I know he was always hungry to be a manager. Yeah, you know, when I was there, he was he was leaving to go to the PFA. Um, yeah, he's he's there, and they give him the job. It's um, it's nothing really to to say on it. You know, who who knows when you're ready or or when you're not. You know, when I first got the Newport job, it was well, 
to be fair, it was probably their last last chance of staying in the league. And they thought, we'll just give it to, give it to the uh, the rookie local lad. Um, but it worked. So, yeah, who's to say? Who's to say when's the right time? And yeah, like I said, they've got good people at the club, the likes of Ben Boycott, Lee, uh, Matt Jordan has stepped in, as well as, you know, maybe the technical director, I don't know the exact name of the role this season for him, but, you know, he's knowledgeable, and um, they'll work hard to to put a squad together. Super me, thank you, Michael. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, lovely questions here. Um, Matt Sadler, management material. Um, he, he didn't seem too bothered here. No, this this is what I thought was the interesting part. And and Andrew Hawes made a good comment that uh, Matt Sadler hadn't been brought up uh, during the part where he was naming people uh, who were like good people at Warsaw. Um, I I'm thinking there's kind of a heir apparent situation that might have been going on at Warsaw at the time. Ah, uh, yeah, because. Yeah. I don't think he likes Matt Sadler very much, reading between the lines. Mm, yeah, that's that's pure speculation, but <laughs> there was quite a list of people at Walsall that, that Flynn liked. Yeah, none of them were Matt Sadler. Um, I think but he, he mentioned in this answer that uh, Sadler was going to be leaving. I think maybe that was before the results started to turn, perhaps. Um, and, and, then he, and then he thought, maybe there's something here. I, I, I I fear that uh, there might be a bit of animosity between the two dugouts because um, uh, it was kind of just a, a free leg. It was oh no, he was a really good coach. I, I liked him, and I I could see he was someone who was going to get into management, move on, kind of thing. But uh, uh, he, I think again, you know, he, he brought up himself saying, you know, you never know. But uh, I think he doesn't think he was ready and he doesn't like him very much. Is is my reading of the situation. I, I'm probably completely off base, but uh, I've, I've listened to enough answers to kind of get the grasp of these things by now. Yeah, uh, maybe he's just got an agenda against Matthews with one T. Who knows? Well, you know, with the low strangers, we've got the it's one N, Connors or nothing at all. Maybe it's the case with Matt Sadler. Yeah, well... Yeah, I don't think any of us can subscribe to a 1N mat, a 1T mat. It's very clearly a 2T thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Does the free agent market get easier as we go along? And I think it's quite clear that I think he was expecting, Flynn was expecting it to get a little easier too. Yeah, he, I think he had anticipated that maybe didn't rush as much as, I, I think there was, was a lot of work that would have gone in during the window, but I think maybe they weren't in as much of a hurry as they would have been if they knew what was waiting for them under, on the other side of that deadline. I think there was the expectation that people would start to think, I've not got a club, I need to you know, maybe drop a bit. Um, it would appear that people have not done that. Um, a de- definitely not real-life anecdote of someone saying that they only wanted to league one club uh, whilst they were out of contract. Um it it does appear that it's not. It's very clear that players are not. Uh, players are happy to sit where they are. They're not, you know, wanting to prove themselves in the way that Flynn was hoping. Um, I, they're presumably that that those limits will be tested in the next couple of weeks. But um, you know, as as Flynn pointed out, these guys are only getting less match fit. So it's only going to take longer for for them to acclimatize. And we've already seen. A couple of players this season, Tariq Uakwe, uh, even Jake Young, Ben Ward, a couple of other players came in 
not 100% match fit. They'd taken a while. And that was people who came in and had a little bit of pre-season, which these players will not have. Mm, yeah, fair point. I might complete, be completely wrong here, but I swear either someone told me or I, or I heard something about the rules with agent fees or, or percentages changes after this year. So next year, there's there's something that comes in that means agents don't make as much money, essentially. So I do wonder if, if this is the, the death rattle of that, but again, maybe way off base with that. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd, not to paint all agents with the same brush, but I don't think that would surprise anyone if that was if that was the case. And Flynn even brought up, you know, he, he said, it's not always the player's choice, hinting that sometimes it's the agents are holding out for something that might not be in the player's best interest. Um, I, I think it's very possible. I don't necessarily know that that is happening. I haven't heard that myself, but uh, there's a lot of changes going on with agents and that's it's very possible that that is the case. Yeah, and and finally, the, the great Hepburn-Murphy headache, and it really is, isn't it? I mean, at the moment, and I've said it previously, I'm comfortable with, with Hepburn-Murphy just having a, a week or two longer as our impact sub and letting Charlie Austin and, and Jake Young do their thing for 60, 65, 70 minutes. And depending on what the score is, bringing Hepburn Murphy on to raise hell. And then as the season progresses, like we're talking weeks, months here, then Hepburn Murphy comes in to to give Charlie Austin or, or indeed Jake Young a little bit of a break because that's where in many ways we failed Jake Wakeling last season. He had that tremendous start. And then he just they just kept playing him to the point where it didn't break him, but his form did suffer. So I think it is a it is a headache. It's a good headache, as they say. But I'm in, I'm still in no rush to to slide Hepburn Murphy into the squad, and that's absolutely essential for now. Yeah, well, there's clearly no need to. It's not like we've been struggling for goals without him. He was absolutely incredible when he came on against Sutton. The goal he scores is, you know. I would put I will be on my shortlist for goal of the season come the end. I, I love goals like that where come, some goals an amazing dribble. Um, Hepburn Murphy is one of very few players that are probably at this level who can do something like that. Um, but I think you're probably absolutely right. You know, we've got Saturday, Tuesdays coming up in a couple of weeks. I think it is probably smart to maybe wait until one of those weeks to actually give him that start. Um, you know, for now you can kind of keep him as the. And, and ball of energy on the bench, desperate to make an impact when he does come on, because he's he's clearly a very good impact sub, and that is something that you also need. You did an article on Charlie Austin, and I think having talked to opposition fans, a lot of people see Charlie Austin's goal return this season so far, but they're not seeing everything else. And I think you did a very good job to articulate that in your article, you know, that the way he's playing at the moment is irrelevant that he's not scoring goals because of his contributions elsewhere. And, and I still don't want to see that contribution ended just yet for the sake of it. Yeah, absolutely. He's been, he's been brilliant really, you know, without the goals, which is what you would expect. And people looking at it would think, oh, maybe without watching the games, maybe he's, you know, on the way out as a, as a player possibly he's, you know, burning off a bit but you know you look at some of the the goals that Swindon score and the movement he makes to drag defenders away you know he isn't playing as that central striker really that's Jake Young's role Mark Flinkley wants a, a striker who can run in behind and Austin is is becoming quite creative from a slightly deeper withdrawn role and 
you know, he's is probably he's probably even more of a three four two one than a three four one two where him and Kent play off of Young. And you know that that trio is working really well. The three of them, you know, they play play so well together. And even with without the goal output, I think there was there was the stat that I put in there from Opta that he's in the 89th percentile for attack and contribution, and he's not even scoring tons and tons of goals. So you know, that that's showing that he is making that big impact even without uh, without the goals that you might expect. I, I think you know, there is room to say that he, there are a couple of chances that he should be putting away, but. I think I have always maintained and I've said on this podcast a couple of times that you know he's he's Charlie Austin he will do that it, it will come and he's he's probably a little bit frustrated I think you can kind of see that against Sutton but I, I have no doubts that those goals will come pretty quickly yeah I thought it was a really good article I think that put your point across and then I read the comments uh, section and goodness the the advert message board has not changed in the uh, almost 20 years since I last used it. I think there's, I mean, obviously this is going to happen, a bit of inside baseball. You kind of have to package stories in that slightly more controversial way. That's how it works. No one's going to read an article called Charlie Austin is playing fine. Maybe he could score more. It just isn't going to happen. So I think there was the assumption that I, that I was, the answer was no um, from a lot of people reading it. And I was, you know, that's annoying because I, I want them to read it. I, I've you know, spent several days working on that, getting all of the stats and all of the, you know, pictures and stuff to demonstrate what I was trying to show. Um, you know, people will remember last year, funnel pressing and the tactic stuff that I like to write. And I think this year I have more freedom to do that, which is why I was very happy to move the advertiser. Um, so, you know, I, I think, yeah, it's it's a little disappointing when people miss the point a little bit, but I, I think I'm kind of used to that. Let's finish this episode off with some predictions then. So what have you got for me? Oof, uh, it's a tough one. I, I mean, the slightly more negative prediction did work last week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say free or draw. Ooh, I was going to go draw two. Can I go draw two? I'm, I'm perfectly happy for you two. I don't know now. Um... I was going to go 2-2, two, two, um, but I'm going to say 2-1 Swindon. Nice, lovely. Yeah, yeah. That would do nicely. Slightly easier match report. Yeah, well, it's always about you, isn't it? But the the yeah, a bit of me would be disappointed because that's a return to the ballroom results, isn't it? 2-1, been to millions of those. Yeah, I mean, we'd have been killing for two goals in a game last season, but <laughs> now it seems a bit dull. <laughs> it certainly does. Okay, well, I am doing very well in the the league predictions even though i haven't got one spot on yet i i only got the outcome wrong once so far so um fingers crossed that i've done it again until the next time we talk i don't know how many pods that'll be it might be one it might be two joe bye 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 see you soon rich The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music for the presser is provided by the awesome Drag Me Down and the podcast logo is created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, 
or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.